0: Welcome to Disability Matters with
2: your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host,
0: guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender.
3: Hey, welcome to the show, everyone. And I want to just thank you, faithful listeners, because you are helping me help Americans with disabilities gain quality of life as they should. And today I am very excited because, as you all know, I'm the chair of the American Association of People with Disabilities, and I have on the show today one of my favorite board members, Eric Vaughn, who, wow, just having him on here is going to get everything moving. And we have Daniel Goodman, the managing director of Structured Settlements, Eric is the Executive Director of National Structured Settlements Trade Association. Welcome to the show, Eric and Dan.
4: Thank you, Joyce.
3: Thank you, Thank you Joyce. Well, you know what? Before we get rolling, Eric, I have to tell everyone what happened yesterday. Oh, at I, I, I was going
4: to tell this. This is a great story. Go ahead.
3: Well, as you all know, listeners, I'm the chair of the board of the American Association of People with Disabilities, the largest cross-membership, disability membership in the United States, headquartered in Washington, D.C. And sometimes I talk about the interns because every year we bring in college students with disabilities for internships to Washington, D.C., where they get to go maybe with a senator's office, uh, a congressman, and they actually get to do an internship with them. It is tremendous experience. And in addition to that, they are invited to different functions and events, and it really is life-changing. But I would have to say this particular group is probably going to be the most life-changing, because our champion, Valerie Jarrett, who I got to know well over the past month, who has told me, she told me, Joyce, I am committed to you to really take a big spotlight on disability. I mean it. She said, and I'm going to go back, and I'm going to tell the president about this. Next thing you know, you're seeing on Twitter tweets from Valerie Jarrett, one of which says POTUS, of course the President of the United States, met with his cabinet leaders to tell him about disability and employment. And you know what? This all resulted in her coming to Pittsburgh, going to this fundraiser put on by the disability community, and meeting all of these people with disabilities and their families. Um, I mean, you know, it was a wonderful thing. Well... Mark Periello, our CEO, calls me and says, Joyce, Valerie Jarrett has invited 13 of the interns to the White House. Now, I know she's in the Oval Office because I've met her there, and I said, wow, this is unbelievable. But then he told me another little secret that I wasn't allowed to tell anyone, and that is that while they were seating there, seated there talking to Valerie Jarrett, guess who walked in the room, and that would be President Barack Obama, and sat down and talked to those interns for half an hour asking them about disability policy, what their thoughts are, what their concerns are, and I'm telling you, those interns are never going to be the same. I mean, this was never happened before, and I say I give kudos to Mark Periello and that staff and our board. You know, it's hard to get into the White House when to meet the president. And I really think that's something. And, Eric, would you not agree that those interns will probably never be the same?
4: You know, Joyce, absolutely. Uh, and you described the event, and I've got tingles, tingles on my spine. Listening to you describe it one more time, I'd, I'd have to add just one thing, and that is I honestly uh, believe that President Barack Obama will never be the same. After spending time with those 13 interns who we've both met, they're spectacular, they're bright, they're entertaining, they're energetic, they're focused. I think Barack Obama, excuse me, President Obama is a better man today, and I think he's a a better president today after having met with those bright, young, and very creative young interns. You know what, Eric? That is so... Astute.
3: That is so true, what you just said, because even in corporate America, if you have a high school student with a disability, go on-site for a day of job shadowing on Disability Mentoring Day, which AAPD also is behind, the manager is not the same, because there are all these preconceived notions of what people with disabilities are like. But when you meet people and you hear their stories, face-to-face,
4: it does change everything. So I agree with you. And Joyce, it's part of what I think the AAPD does so well, and honestly what you've done as an educator and leader uh, on disability issues for as long as I've known you, it's making all of us better people, better citizens, better aware uh, that people with disabilities have a disability, but they're not any different than you and I. They have wants and dreams and desires. All of them want a job. All of them want to be respected. All of them want to be treated just like you and I want to be treated. And when you have an opportunity like this, it makes people in the White House, from the guards to the staffers to Valerie Jarrett to the President of the United States, think a lot more clearly, a lot more effectively, quite frankly, a lot better about all of us as people and a lot better about those uh, lovely interns that were in the White House yesterday.
3: Yes, and if you all meet them, they are just so impressive, just whether they're blind or in a wheelchair or deaf uh, or have a psychiatric disability, they are awesome people, period. Uh, so you can see Eric and I are so excited we <laughs> had to talk about this, but you have to admit... Everyone, that is really that life-changing moment, as he said, for everyone. Uh, Well, okay, how about let's talk to the two of you. I'm sure that a lot of our listeners are not familiar completely with what you do or your organizations. So how about if both of you talk about your organization and what
4: your role is? um, And Eric, since I'm talking to you, we'll start with you. Well, the National Structured Settlements Trade Association, it's a mouthful, but what it really means, we stand for uh, the, the brokers, the insurance industries, the consultants, uh, lawyers, judges. Uh, we work uh, together uh, to help people, uh, injured victims and the newly disabled in many, many cases, uh, with a settlement claim uh, to figure out how, you're going to, to live for the rest of your life uh, on whatever settlement dollars uh, you've won, in, in euphemism in a court, uh, as a, as part of a courtroom settlement, for an injury that you've suffered. How do you plan to spend the rest of your life with that injury, with the limited dollars that you've now received in a settlement, for health care and medical care and living expenses? So our industry, and leaders like uh, Dan Goodman, who's also on the phone with us, put together these plans to help people not meet their wants but meet their needs and what we can do is put together a plan uh... with in cooperation obviously with the injured victim and their families of how they're going to stretch those dollars to meet those lifetime needs for a lifetime and nobody can ever take those benefits and those results away and so it's a fabulous tool uh... to help people get on from an injury, move forward with the disability for the job training, the education, the health care, the mental care that they need to live full and productive lives. Dan, have I pretty much captured it or have I missed something?
2: No, you did very well, Eric, Um, and and it's so true. I mean, we work every day with individuals who have had their lives turned inside out and their families, and trying to address those needs of individuals And and it has to be for the rest of their life. And by our use of the the products that we use, generally, which is through annuities, through life insurance companies, um, the one nice thing about an annuity is you can never outlive it. You know, we can can actually establish something that, that you can never outlive the benefits that are being paid to those individuals. Um, It is to address the needs of those individuals going forward. Um, You know, the one thing in on an everyday basis, I'm seeing people who, um, in the most horrific and sad circumstances, um, have had to confront this. And what's interesting is I, I find so many of them are, okay, this is the challenge that I have. Now, how do I move forward? Um, they have a better attitude than than their families and friends and everyone else around them. Um, they choose to take up the challenge, and it's uh, it's inspiring to say the least.
4: And, and uh, Joyce, I mean, one thing that I think is important, and you led this off with your question, that more than likely most of your listeners are not aware of a structured settlement, and but then they also are probably not having either been in an accident or know somebody's been in an accident. You don't prepare for this. You don't anticipate that this could happen to you or a loved one. And when it happens, we, that's where our industry comes to, into play, we hope, with lawyers on, on both sides and the judges and that people recognize that um, a child or a family member is is going to be faced with a lifetime of, of significant Healthcare care costs, and education costs, and housing costs. How are you going to manage this? And that's where a structured settlement comes into play. And it's not for everyone, but it is for those individuals who find themselves in a terribly life-changing uh, situation of an injury, typically a serious injury, uh, where we can help them move on with the rest of their lives, live their lives with confidence, economic security, and dignity. And that's what we do.
3: Now, what is the difference between the two organizations, Dan? And what do you do at yours?
2: Well, our organization, actually, you know, I'm also a board member of the National Structured Settlement Trade Association. And, and the company that I, that I work for every day is a company called Mesero Financial, which we do a number of things from, you know, management, insurance services, Investment management, global markets, currency—I mean, they—they they do everything here. I mean, we're uh, celebrating our 75th anniversary as a company here in Chicago, um, and it—but structured settlements is also one of the areas that we have that's within our insurance division that we not only help, um, you know, clients of Mesro Financial. Um, who are involved in, in situations like that, but we also um, are, are involved in the community and the legal community of, of helping these uh, individuals out across the country as well.
4: And, and, and Joyce, we have a uh, MESRO dance company is, is one of uh, approximately 95 companies that we have as members of this trade association. And as I, I sort of mentioned earlier, we, have as member companies names that you would recognize quickly, like Metropolitan Life, New York Life Insurance, Prudential, Pacific Life, Allstate, John Hancock, and then lots of property and casualty life insurance companies, and then a range of companies like Mesero Financial and uh, brokerage companies, big ones like Ringler & Associates. That's a big, proud sponsor of the AAPD and EPS Settlements and others, but these are companies and individuals all across the country that don't typically work all that well together until they come to the, the, the question of how are we going to address the challenges of this injured person, and, and in many cases a child very badly or seriously injured who will face uh, disability challenges all his or her life. How do we help that family? take this settlement and move forward with their lives. And that's what all these people come together and work on.
3: Wow. Well, that is really a great story. I have one last question before we go to break, and that is how do you meet these people?
2: Dan? Well, generally uh, we're involved either working uh, through the, the property and casualty insurance companies or Defendants in a case, uh, whether it's a governmental entity or or just a a uh, corporation, um, otherwise we're brought in by plaintiffs' counsel in in some circumstances who want to also make sure that the the needs of their their clients are taken care of. So we're we're frankly brought in on in many occasions by both sides who want us to be able to set up something. That will address the needs of the individual over their lifetime. They're being protective of that individual.
3: Okay, okay. Well, we're going to talk more about this, but right now we're getting ready to go to break. If you just joined us, we have Dan Goodman and Eric Vaughn talking about structured settlements. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at Voice America. Com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Talk,
5: talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. Okay. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about.
5: Tune in to the Hoffman Connection for inspiration, a life of passion and purpose. Hosts Raz and Grossi and Ed McLuhan will bring you ways to remove the blocks in your life that are holding you back. Along with their guest experts, Raz and Ed will use their experience and expertise to help you learn to get closer to what matters to you most. And by doing so, improve your life and the lives of others. The Hoffman Connection can be heard live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
2: If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at
0: 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Spender.
3: Hey, welcome back to the show. We have Eric Vaughn from the National Structured Settlements Trade Association and board member of AAPD and Dan Goldman, who is the managing director of structured settlements. So we were talking about, you know, what you do and how people get in touch with you or meet you through these different uh, insurance companies or, um, uh, as you mentioned, through the court system. But I wanted to talk to you for a minute, Eric, what caused you to decide to become involved in the disability community, because of course there are other people in the United States that do what you do, but they don't all make that decision.
4: So, how about you? Why did you decide? You know, it's I've I've actually tried to think of a of a really simple and even cute response, and I to that question, and I don't really have a simple one or a cute one, but but I have an honest one, and it's that I I was so totally impressed. Um, with our former president uh Andy Imperato who I watched uh, testify before a congressional hearing and I listened to to him and his his passion and and I just I decided you know I'm I don't have a disability um at least one that's so outward that you can see and touch and feel and understand but I felt this is an organization that maybe I can benefit with my uh... contacts on the hill and maybe i can help raise some money maybe i can just be a little bit better person by being involved and it's been the most fascinating and and professionally rewarding experience of my entire life is to be involved with uh... the american association of people with disabilities and our new president mark perriello is beyond belief unbelievable he's just he's he's one of the bright shining stars of the disability community he is one of the brightest young leaders I've ever come across, uh, and and the collection of people that are involved in the AAPD, from you as the chairperson on down to, to me as a lowly board member, everybody on that board brings enthusiasm and energy and commitment and appreciation for the challenges that people with disabilities face every single day. And I think all of us, in a modest way, make a modest difference, but collectively, and especially with your leadership and Mark Periello's leadership, we're making enormous strides for people with disabilities, and that's just fabulous to be part of. It is. And I must say,
3: you're not a lowly board member.
4: We're <laughs> blessed to have
3: you on the board. Uh, we have a great board, great staff. As you said, Mark Periello is awesome. So I too find it very rewarding and, you know, just a, a great organization where we have the chance, as Eric said, to really make a national impact. Uh, now, Joyce, I
4: might add and just tell you that it's, it's something I hear from people a lot. I, I do a lot of public speaking, as, as I know you do, Joyce, and, and do it so well. When you, people ask, well, what can I do? What can one person do to be involved or get, be of help or be of assistance to people with disabilities? And I don't know if it's, if it's appropriate to make a radio plug in your show, but look on the website at, at aapd.com. Just look up the organization. Join. Uh, you know, for a few dollars, become a member. G- get actively engaged in what these debates are all about. It's it's not just for people in a wheelchair or who are blind or mentally challenged, it it or people with epilepsy. It's for all of us. Every single issue that the AAPD works on, builds a, a consensus around, are issues that make us – as a country, and we, as a people, stronger, every single thing. And if we could all get involved and have that kind of a mindset and follow great leaders like Joyce Bender, we'll be a much better place and a much better country. Well, thank you for the kind
3: words, but I just want to say you absolutely can say what you said, which is www.aapd.com. It would be to your advantage to join for a minimal amount of money, and you won't be disappointed, aapd.com. Well, Dan, I, I have been happy to have you as a supporter of AAPD and as a guest today on on our show, but I just want to make sure that in a little more detail that people understand uh, your organization. You know, what what is the size and what are the predominant services that you provide?
2: well um being as far as structured settlements that i mean our our services are primarily uh targeted toward those individuals um, who have by you know no fault of their own in most cases uh been tragically affected in one way or another, whether it's through an accident um, a medical malpractice situation something along those lines and what we primarily try to do is address needs of individuals, um, address you know their family issues that that surround them because those issues never go away and uh, so what we try to do is is work with all the parties involved in the matter to find a resolution that also best addresses uh, the individual and their ongoing needs. Um, now, our organization here, um, for instance, at, at Masero Financial, um, because this is one of the key areas that we have, and we, and we cover across the country um, in, and handle many cases. Uh, the volume does, <laughs> I can't even imagine how many we handle every year, but it is, uh, it's pretty uh, spectacular, you know, In the fact that we can actually affect a positive change in someone's life who has had a tragedy occur Um, and whether that's addressing the needs from an attendant care standpoint for equipment for uh, services both medical and and uh, other services you know even transportation for for individuals to to come and go Um, we have you know, people here at Mesero who would be considered in, in most respects as disabled, but we don't track or differentiate those people. We refer to them as colleagues. Um, we see them no different than anybody else. They are our coworkers, and that's how many people are across the country who are, who are dealing with these situations. Their lives go on. They just have bigger challenges than most of us.
4: Hey Dan, one question: Do you do, you do workers' compensation uh, claims for yes. people that are injured in the in, in working activity?
2: Yes, very much so. That's
4: a different area that maybe you should explain to Joyce and, and the listeners.
2: Yeah, in under the workers' compensation of you know the various states, every every state's laws uh, are a little different, but for for the most part, the premise is the same, where they're paying ongoing medical expenses and. Um, indemnity benefits that would supplement the incomes of the individuals who um, who are injured and in many cases no longer can work in that capacity of, the, of that job. So what we do is we go about in trying to resolve those issues, continuing to do it um, on a basis of addressing their, med- their future medical issues and, and ongoing treatment um, but by, at the same time, we also have to take into account the issues of Medicare. And in many cases, people are applying for, they apply for disability and are on Medicare. Um, Medicare requires a set-aside amount of money. And what we, are, what we do is we help them establish the Medicare set-aside accounts that goes on with continued funding um, and making sure that those monies are there for the protection of Medicare, but also for the for the protection of the uh, the individuals involved in the in the accident or in the workers' compensation case. So, you know, it's it's like we have a uh, we have a thing our fingers in a number of different pools, <laughs> and we have to try and coordinate them all together and make them all balance out for everything. But uh, workers' compensation is is you know, it's, let's face it, it's voluminous, um, across the country. And by us being able to try and put things together, not only does it help the injured worker, um, but we're also helping the employers, um, in those situations because it's a, it's a large financial burden on them as well, to them well. To having to fund that going forward.
3: Yeah, that's right. You're helping both entities. And yeah. we're going to talk more about all this, but we've got to go to break for a minute. We are coming right back with Eric and Dan. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back.
5: News. News. Opinion. News. Opinion.
1: By adopting these techniques, you will keep your energy body and physical body in harmony. Listen for Energy Medicine and Optimal Health, Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes.
5: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
2: If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender.
3: Hey, welcome back. We are talking today to Eric Vaughn executive director of national structured settlements trade association and dan goodman managing director for structured settlements uh... and we are talking about the way they are involved with customers organizations and one thing i didn't ask about is your work with the federal government do you do work with the federal government
4: dan i know you do um... Let me just maybe give you a brief, a quick overview of what happens. And the federal government is unique in lots of ways. But the federal government, um, many, many, many employees all across the country, um, and, and accidents happen. Um, people get injured. And the federal government has adopted the use over the last 20-plus years of a structured settlement. And the, and the reason is really quite simple it's, it's, a, it's the most efficient way to quickly and professionally identify the the long term health care needs of the injured person, uh, their family and to make a settlement uh, with that family, with injured victim, that's going to meet their health, living, uh, welfare needs. And the government is a very efficient and effective user. We would love the government to use structured settlements more effectively and more often than they do, but we think it's a terrific testament to the strength of this industry and this, uh, this tool, this public policy tool called structured settlements. Dan, do you do uh, work with the federal government? Yes
2: um, mostly through my other colleagues that I work with uh, do um, but yeah the federal government is very active in structured settlements in in helping um, individuals uh, and have been doing it for many many years um, and it's interesting that they are uh, very active in that you know mostly through you know litigation involving the US Attorney's office and what have you um, but, yeah, the federal government is a very big supporter.
4: And all we really need, Joyce, is some. we need someone, and we just don't know who that would be that knows Attorney General Eric Holder and could help us uh, encourage the Attorney General to be more actively engaged in using uh, structured settlements.
3: Now, there is another person I could tell a little story about, <laughs> because when I met him about three and a half years ago at the White House, uh, it was known that when he first went into his position, he sent a memo out to everyone reporting to him saying, I want to see a 2% increase in the employment of people with disabilities. And I was so impressed that when I met him, I said, Attorney General, I just want to thank you for what you're doing to try to promote the employment of people with disabilities. And he turned around and he got my hand and he said, Joyce, the doors at the Department of Justice are now open for business. (laughs) Never will I forget that. Uh, But that's great that you do that because uh, that just helps more people. That's how I look at it. It just helps more people. Terrific. So, Eric,
4: how do you see your organization in the future helping AAPD? Well, it's one of those, um, opportunities that I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the opportunity to educate. And when, it, it, I think you and I, one of the first times we ever met, it was, uh, dealing with a, a senior executive, uh, at a small Midwestern insurance company called Allstate. Uh, and the person we were meeting with was a senior vice president by the name of Dan Durbin, who just happens to be the nephew of Senator Dick Durbin. And you uh, helped to persuade uh, Allstate Insurance to become a major backer of the AAPD. And as I recall, what you explained to Dan Durbin and to Allstate was you're not here uh, just asking for their financial support. You're here to help educate them on issues related to people with disabilities and their job needs and their health care needs. Allstate is a far better company today because of their relationship with AAPD and the knowledge that they're gaining from leaders like you and Mark Perriello and others. So it's that messaging. Get involved because it's not only good for you and good for you personally, it is great business and it's great for your business to be involved with people with disabilities and, and, the, and the power and the energy and the excitement that will come from being engaged with the AAPD. Right,
3: and I appreciate, may I say, all of your support. And and everyone out there, you know, every little dime counts. Everything counts. Again, AAPD.com. Well, I'll tell you something that's near and dear to my heart, and that would be young people with disabilities, uh, and many of them are having a very difficult time gaining employment but not just because of the recession. This has been a forever. We've always had this problem. This isn't something new for people with disabilities. But um, I thought, Dan, we'll start with you. People seeking a career choice about working in your field, what advice would you have for them? Um,
2: I would, I think one of the biggest things is, um, and I've gone back to even, you know, being mentored by my dad many years ago, you have to care. You have to care about something that you want to do. And as far as getting into into the business and everything, it's exploring uh, you know, opportunities whether you know, it's with uh Mesero Financial or Wrangler Associates or EPS or or seeking that out. Learn what what we do um, the National Structure Settlements Trade Association web, website is, uh, is a great uh, website to kind of explain what we do and, and people to contact and uh, um, something for them to explore. Because I think it would be, I, I look at that, it, it would be a phenomenal asset um, to our industry to have more and more people. Who um, have disabilities to be involved in that? You talk about somebody who can be empathetic to a situation, right there. I mean, seeing it every day. Um, but it. Well,
3: this is what I was thinking because I have employed people that were in you know terrible accidents, but fortunately, um, I was able to hire them and I was able to find employment and I was able to provide. Healthcare, and then find an opportunity for them similar. However, mm-hmm. someone that, you know, has a disability or has been through something like this, just as you said, I would have to think, you know, that would be a great employee because of their ability to relate.
2: Yes, exactly. And I think that's it's one of those situations where, you know, sitting across the table with somebody who has, you know, uh, challenges going forward um looking at a person who has the same type of challenges um uh, they can understand um it's interesting that uh, you know we have a, a judge here in in cook county who um has a uh disability um from a gunshot that he got when he was working for the sheriff's department and now he's a judge on the bench and uh you know, he relates so well to individuals who come in and, um, you know, are in a litigation environment and they can sit down and actually talk to him on a one-on-one basis. And it's, it's, it's inspiring to see that for those individuals to relate to him and he can relate back to them. Even though he's the judge in the matter, he, he's able to, have an understanding of what they're going through, and yet they understand that life doesn't stop here; it keeps going forward. You know, it's, he's he's a pretty inspiring story, and you know there are a number of those out there um, every day. It's uh, it's I think it's the desire of the individual uh, to be able to want to move forward in that and and be empathetic, but also. Be willing to care and have an understanding of all of the relevant issues of a certain of a
4: certain case. And Joyce, I might add that in uh, also in Chicago, um, and I think I've wanted. I think you've met him, but if you haven't, uh, one of our members is a member of John Dangora uh, with a company called EPS Settlements. And John, I, I believe he is, if not the largest, one of the largest. Um, financial contributors to the disability mentoring day program in chicago he's extremely active in mentoring programs and he's helping to uh, to locate jobs and opportunities and certainly internship opportunities for people with disabilities and and john has, has pointed out to me you can see at work you can see young people just want an opportunity give them the opportunity Give them the opportunity to have an experience in, a, in an office setting or in a business setting. Um, they may not want to grow up to be a structured settlement broker, but you're exposing young people, young people with disabilities, to the job world uh, in a law firm or an accounting background or in a healthcare care profession and, and watch the spark. And and I've done it here because I'm I'm not a structured settlement broker I'm just a I'm just a lobbyist. And when, and when we know what people think of lobbyists, but I've had uh, mentoring day opportunities with with young men and women with disabilities work with me on the hill and just to watch the the, the sparkle in their eye, the the interest that they generate by being on the hill and talking about issues. It's all about experience and growth and opportunity, and it's unbelievably life changing for everyone. Me, the the intern, the mentoring opportunity, it's spectacular. And And one last question before we go to break.
3: Um, Eric, you know we have this tremendously high unemployment for people with disabilities. You know, and here we are talking about these opportunities. But there are many opportunities, but you know, it's not moving the needle forward. Why do you think that is?
4: Well, I think a lot of it is, um it's, it's easier to, to just expect that somebody else will do this. Uh, it's easier to say, uh, you know, a, a person with a disability would be a, a lot more of work and responsibility and time commitment, and I, I'm not personally ready to to make that commitment, or I don't know how to do this, so I'm going to let somebody else do it. I think the challenge is, and that's why this mentoring day program I think is is so exciting, is because when you start to break down your own prejudices, and this is me talking, that you don't understand um, people with disabilities and their unique needs and challenges. But what you forget is they're also bringing unique experiences and skills and and opportunity to a job. And I think what we all need to do is think these are uh, bright, creative assets. These are people that can strengthen our economy, all of us. And if you put a person to work, give them a job, And let's see what they can do. It's just like any other institution opportunity. But I listened to the the chairman of the board, and I want to say it was a GroMark uh, stores that you had at uh, at the event last two weeks ago on Capitol Hill, from the Pittsburgh area, right? The grocery store chain. That's it was an unbelievable uh, speaking opportunity for that gentleman, but to talk about his experiences with hiring people with disabilities, giving them a chance. And I think that's what has to change. It has to change one office, one operation at a time. And I think we can all make a difference, but we've all got to make that first step. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. The grocery store, yes. the
3: CEO of Giant Eagle could not be there. The person you heard speak was the chairman of the board of Weimark, And the that insurance was company. And he was phenomenal, wasn't he?
4: he it was. And the name of the grocery store chain is...
3: Giant Eagle, they could not make it, but their CEO yep. hires people constantly. The person that did make it was the chairman of the board of Highmark, Blue Cross Blue Shield. Because
4: you gave us a great story of someone that you had mentored uh, that got through the positioning, got through a job, and then years later saw his face on the, a billboard from this company, proudly holding a, a job and a career with a fabulous company. It was just a fabulous story. Yeah, that is so great.
3: Well, listen, we're going to go to break before we come back to close the show. But if you just joined us, remember, you can go to Voice America or BenderConsult.com and listen to the show. If there's someone you know that wants to listen to the show, they're all archived. We'll be right back. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at VoiceAmerica.com.
0: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast.
5: All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com
2: If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Spender.
3: Hey, welcome back everyone. We are talking to Eric Vaughn from National Structured Settlement Trade Association, and Dan Goodman from Structured Settlements. And we have been talking about so many great things today. If you missed it and just tuned in, remember you can go back and listen to the show. And for our friends from the deaf community, it is open captioned so you can go back and read the text. Before we get moving on to um, our last final questions, Eric, I wonder if you would share with our listeners a little bit about the AAPD Gala, which will be this March in Washington, D.C., um, just
4: to give people an idea of what it's like. Well, once a year uh, in Washington, D.C., uh, in about mid-March, um, the American Association of People with Disabilities uh, hosts a gala, which a very famous uh, leader, in the disability community has dubbed and she's right that these are this is in effect the academy award uh... celebration uh... of the disability industry and joyce is laughing because she's that famous leader it it brings together political leaders uh, government uh, officials business ceos but most importantly some of the most accomplished and deserving uh... leaders of the disability community from all across the country, it is a glittering event. It is absolutely stunning. Uh, maybe most importantly, it raises considerable money for the operations of the American Association of People with Disabilities. But Joyce Bender's right. This is, this is our Academy Awards night. And it's, when you're, and you finish the evening, every year for the last ten years or so, my immediate reaction is, I can't believe it's over already because I wanted to go on for another hour or so. Joyce, it's a great event. And if for no other reason, go on to www.aapd.com and get yourself to that gala next year. It's fabulous. Oh, it
3: is. It is just unbelievable. Um, And we've had Mark Echo, the fashion designer, We've had uh, Glee that we honored. While we have one year, Stevie Wonder live, and he performed while he was there. Don't miss it, AAPD Gala in Washington, D.C. Well, I always ask some of these questions because I think it's so good for our young people and listeners to hear. Uh, but Dan and Eric, we'll start with you, Dan. You've been very successful, both of you have, in your career, in the business world. Dan, how about you? What would you attribute to this?
2: Um, I think it's the kind of, well, pretty much the love of what I do. Um, to be able to, you know, af- positively affect people's lives on a day-to-day basis Um make make a decent living be able to put my my lovely children through college and what have you but also it's you know i think it's you have to care about what you do um it's it's got to be something more you know and i think the success is what drives you um there are a lot of successful people out there every day who frankly go through the motions and what's nice is um, I don't have to just go through the motions. I can go through it and see a positive, effective change in individuals' lives um, every day. And it's rather inspiring, frankly.
3: Well, you know what? I believe that because every day when I go to work, I love what I do. And I always say that, my, that makes it that it's not even like work. How about you, Eric? What would you attribute to your success?
4: You know, it's... Um, I grew up in a family with with eight brothers and sisters and and I have five sisters and I'd, i i wasn 't allowed to speak until I was about sixteen years old. <laughs> they had so many things they wanted to talk about um, so i I think my success is that since sixteen i have i 've not learned how to shut up. I love to talk um, i think just in my in my years now in Washington as a lobbyist and a trade association executive and a and a board member of the a a p d um, I get to talk to and listen to um, people that uh, take the time to, to to educate, take the time to care, um, to talk about what they do, what interests them, and and I love working and, and being in Washington, in spite of all of our political shenanigans. But I think what it really comes down to is it's a it's a willingness to be educated every day. It's a willingness to grow, uh, and this city. Uh, in Washington D.C. is packed with interesting, exciting, dynamic people. And many of my very, very best friends are friends that I've made and the colleagues I work with at the American Association of People with Disabilities. It's my, my second family. And unlike my first family, the AAPD always lets me talk, which is really nice. <laughs> and it's, it's been a growth opportunity and education that I'll never forget. And honestly, I don't think I'll ever be able to repay, Uh, but I'm going to keep trying to the best of my ability. Well, you do, and we really love having you. We do. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) Uh, um,
3: Well, the next two questions, believe it or not, for the past nine years, I have asked every single guest. So, Eric, I'm going to start with you. Um, Obviously, you are, as we just indicated, already successful in your career. But if you had to look at what
4: you considered – your greatest accomplishment? What would that be? Uh, I married uh, a woman from uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, we have two lovely sons. And those are all three of them are my greatest accomplishments. First, the willingness for this woman to marry me, and then to have two sons. Uh, and and outside of my family uh, activities, my my honestly, my sincere honest uh, accomplishment so far in my life um, is 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 the my opportunity to work with people with disabilities and the leaders who are trying to make uh, disability issues uh, something important to all of us. Uh, if I had one thing I wish I had worked on was as a younger man, it would have been to help secure passage of the Americans with Disabilities Act. I did work on, on some of the extensions to that act in, in a very modest way. And I'd like to be part of the uh, the growing a uh, union of people all across this country, Republicans and Democrats, independents alike, who are getting together, working together, to make certain that we fully, completely, and thoroughly implement and enforce all aspects of the Americans with Disabilities Act. And we don't stop until we have full employment with all people with disabilities. That should be our goal and objective. And if people would say that about me after I'm gone, I will have lived a full and happy life. Me too. Well, how about you, Dan? What message would you like to leave with our
3: listeners today before we close the show? Well,
2: I think um, the one thing, and Eric uh, I, I echo what he said. I mean, if by having our involvement, um, you know, on an everyday basis and seeing the the public's understanding of the importance of this going forward, if we can affect the lives. A change, or in a a, way, um, individuals, um, even if it's just one person, you know, you've changed something for the better. You've changed that person's life forever. Um, and I think we, we look at things in such a broad spectrum, but we don't see from a, from a micro standpoint what we could do just on an individualized basis. Um, and I know that from life experiences with, with my own family. uh, Well, you know,
3: to impact one person is a dramatic event. And with that, we end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader. And today that quote is, I have epilepsy. I am not ashamed. It is just part of who I am, said Tony Quello author of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Dan and Eric, thank you for being with us today. Thank Thank you very much, Joyce.
2: Thank you, Joyce. It's been a pleasure. You're
3: welcome. And with that, we're going to get ready to talk to you next week. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you then.